Hey y'all, welcome back to the Half Court Shot. Um, it's been a really long time since I recorded one of these, and there is a lot that went on in that three week to a month period that I was MIA. Um, for one, the Bucks won the championship. Giannis had fifty points in the elimination game for Phoenix. Um, and elevated his team to win. Obviously, there were so many people that were like. Oh, Giannis can't just run and dunk his way to the finals. Oh, Giannis can't lead a team by himself. Uh, like the way Giannis needs to get a jump shot, otherwise he's not going to be successful. Um, yeah, you know, just stuff like that. And look how that happened. Um, I mean, I won't lie. I was one of those people that when I saw Giannis struggling, I was like, man, how great would it be if he had a three point shot? But you know what? Um, he proved me wrong. He won a finals even without shooting great from three. Um, and, you know, that's really all you could ask for from a player. Um, secondly, the NBA draft happened. Um, my Sacramento Kings with the number nine overall pick picked Davion Mitchell, who, in my opinion, is an exact replica of Donovan Mitchell, which, excluding the defense, is a very, very good thing. Um, Davion Mitchell is arguably the best defender in the draft best on-ball defender for sure i think there's no debate about that um he's pretty quick he has some good moves that he can go back to consistently um he also wears the number 45 which is the exact number that donovan mitchell wears um they play really similar i feel like aside from uh donovan mitchell's verticality i think davion um could really end up a player super similar to donovan mitchell but if we're really going in order some significant names were Cade cunningham he went number one i saw kendrick perkins um on espn talking you know to all these analysts and whatever saying and they they asked him hey who does Cade cunningham remind you um, remind you of and he said LeBron James which I feel like is a little bit far-fetched considering LeBron is a top two player of all time and um, had a lot of a lot of coverage a lot of hype coming into the draft they were like he is the chosen one he is the next coming of you know whatever the greatest basketball player of all time his expectation was so high he was super well-rounded could do everything he was just way ahead of his time um and i feel like Cade cunningham just really isn't that um he had a good season in college but i feel like it wasn't really anything special i feel like aside from what we kind of expected at the collegiate level for him um he didn't really outperform or underperform i feel like he is a very solid number one overall pick by his so i think i don't think he's any lebron um, obviously I do wish him success in the NBA, um, but realistically, I don't think he is going to be the best player in the draft. Um, number two overall pick Jalen Green. If you guys don't know, this kid had so much coverage in high school. Um, he had way more coverage than Cade Cunningham. And I feel like he had the most, um, coverage out of anyone in this draft. Um, this guy had his own reality show. It felt like, um, he, you know, just everyone knew what he was doing all the time. And it was, it's kind of weird because this kid was a high schooler when all of this happened. But I mean, he's super talented. He was a legitimate, um, debatable number one overall pick over Kate Cunningham. And 
with the G League Ignite, um, he played very well, and I feel like he's very deserving of this number two spot. And the Rockets got a, had a very good draft this year. Um, put up a lot of big names that could get them a lot of coverage. Um, Cavs at number three picked Evan Mobley. Solid choice. Um, best player available. You know, these these three were the solidified top three. Um, nothing more I really need to say. Evan Mobley, he's going to be super successful. I really don't see anything about his game that could be altered in the NBA. Um, I feel like he will translate pretty smoothly, and I think he is going to be an immediate factor for the Cavs. Um, and then here's when things get interesting. At four, the Raptors drafted... Oh, the Raptors drafted Scotty Barnes, which I find really surprising because the Ra- uh, it's like there were there was news going around saying the Raptors really like Jalen Suggs and um really yeah really were like they were like ninety five percent of the way there to selecting him in the draft and boom just flipped the switch just like that Scotty Barnes now a Raptor um. And Jalen Suggs is, was drafted right after him to the Magic. Um, and then number six was Josh Giddy, which I feel like I didn't see him at all in the top ten of anybody's mock drafts. N- not mine, for sure. Um, he was at best maybe like an 11, maybe a 12. But the Thunder drafted him at number six. I think it's a solid pick. Um, but he... Doesn't really do much at a extreme, like at an excellent level. I feel like he is pretty average to below average at everything. Um, and I feel like there's nothing he really excels at, which is a little bit scary. But with Thunder, super young core, I feel like he is a pretty good fit alongside Shake Gilgis Alexander. And I think overall, if he pans out well, I would not have any regrets drafting in number six. Um... Uh, Jonathan Kaminga went number seven to the Warriors, which is interesting because Jonathan Kaminga is definitely a project player. He's going to need a couple of years to develop, and I feel like the Warriors really needed a guy, um, and they set themselves that they were looking for a guy that could help them win right now because obviously Steph Curry, playing like he's in his prime, is definitely not in the age where he should be in his prime, if that makes sense. Um He's playing like he's 26 in his prime, 27, whatever, scoring 30 points a game. But he's getting old. He's over 30 years old. And Klay Thompson is um, there too. So it's like Klay Thompson, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, those three have been the face of the Warriors for the longest time now. And drafting Jonathan Kamingo was kind of weird because he's not. I don't think he's going to help them win right away. Um, I think Jonathan Kaminga needs needs a couple of years to develop, uh, kind of like James Wiseman, and I feel like they could have definitely used a player that could have helped them right now, right off the bat. Um, and then the Magic drafted Franz Wagner, um, which is um, Mo, Mo Wagner's younger brother. Uh, Mo Wagner currently plays in the NBA, and he's, he's pretty good. Um, I don't think Franz is that bad of a pick. I think Davion Mitchell was definitely the best available. Um, you could maybe you could maybe argue that James Booknight was, but um, yeah, I don't know. I don't hate Franz. Um, I definitely thought they were going to draft James um, just because of what I've seen, um, what the Magic need. But I don't hate the pick. Number nine, my Kings. We already talked about this. They drafted Davion Mitchell. 
I think this is a super solid pick. I personally would have drafted James Booknight because Davion Mitchell is another guard. But um, watching this kid play in um, in March Madness was super fun, and uh, the ceiling is super super high for him, man. Um, super hopeful for the season, and we can really only just hope to see what happens. Um, and then the Pelicans drafted Zaire Williams, who was traded to the Grizzlies. And I think this is this is pretty cool. Kind of weird that James Booknight still was not drafted. But um makes sense because I guess the Pelicans nor the Horn uh nor the Grizzlies really needed a power forward considering one has Jaron Jackson Jr. and the other one has Zion Williamson. So I don't think it's too bad. Um I think he's definitely a pretty good piece for the Hornets. I think Lamelo and him and uh, just you know, Miles Bridges or and uh, uh, PJ Washington can definitely um play really well together. I feel like I feel like he fits in super well. Um, and just for some other other significant picks, I feel like we jump down to twenty one, where the Knicks drafted Keon Johnson, who was then traded to the Clippers. I think that is a great, great, great pick. And then here we go with the Rockets. The Rockets drafted Josh Christopher. Which is another player that got a lot of coverage in high school. Um, obviously, his draft stock kind of fell because coming out of high school, he was like a top ten pick. It felt like, but um, yeah, but him being drafted in the late first round was pretty cool because some mocks had him going in the second round, and uh, it's it really sucks seeing him go fall this low. But he gets to play alongside Jalen Green. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. and I feel like that that's a super fun team to watch and definitely got to keep an eye out for them. Um, yeah, and then moving on, uh, the Kings drafted Mayas Queda, which is the first Portuguese-born player um, to play in the NBA. So I think this is a super exciting pick once again for the Kings. He's a very good shot blocker. Um, he can dunk the ball, kind of like what Rudy Gobert does. And I feel like he could really, really, really end up as a player like that. Um, at 48, the Hawks drafted Sharif Cooper. Um, super solid pick. He, he, everyone's considering him to be a steal and whatever, but that's how everyone is in the second round. Everyone says, steal, steal, steal. Like, how, how has he not been drafted? But you really look at the list of people that were drafted before, and you're like, okay, Makes sense. I feel like people don't do that enough. Sharif Cooper at 48 was pretty cool. Um, definitely another player that got a lot of coverage in high school. Um, draft stock did somewhat fall. But also one player that was really surprising to me was the 51st overall pick. The Grizzlies drafted BJ Boston. A player that I've been following since high school. And it's just it's crazy to see, man. Because this guy was... A first round talent for sure and it just i don't know i just i just really hope he proves him wrong because this is another kid um that you know was kind of a social media star too um had a big following uh definitely one of the more popular guys in the draft and and yeah i mean going 51 is definitely definitely really really surprising um and then with the 60th overall pick the Bucks had it. Giannis's younger brother, Alex Antetokounmpo, is still available. But no, they draft another player from Greece. Um, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name. 
I've botched so many names already. Um, but they drafted another player from Greece. It wasn't Giannis's brother, and a lot of people are like, "Bucks, you had one job, you know? Like he he was right there. If you're gonna draft a player from Greece, um, draft his brother." But obviously, um, you know, if I was Alex Antetokounmpo, obviously it'd be cool to be drafted. But I feel like it's not that great knowing that you you got drafted just because of your brother. Um, I feel like. I, I would want to work for it myself. But, you know, I'm not an NBA. I'm not declaring for the draft anytime soon. So definitely my mindset could change. But, yeah, um, I think for me the steal of the draft was James Booknight. Um, this kid averaged, like, almost 19 points per game alongside, like, five rebounds on decent shooting. I think this guy's a pretty good, like, pure scorer. And I think... Um, similar to the situation that happened with Tyrese, Tyrese Halliburton last year, um, where he fell in the draft, you know, um, teams thought that he had some sort of problem, whether it was like his jump shot not being able to translate to the NBA and such, but I feel like James Booknight is in this very similar position right now. Um, he fell in the draft, he fell out of the top 10 when I personally thought he could have gone as high as number 5. Um, he's definitely talented enough he had a great season at UConn um and this guy was a pure scorer that a lot of teams really really need and I feel like many teams are going to regret passing up on him um I hope the Kings aren't one of them though but yeah um aside from that I don't really have a lot to say besides like there's a new super team formed in LA bigger than the one that the Lakers had last year they added Russell Westbrook um which Personally, I think a lot of people know this already, but uh, the Lakers were in conversations with the Kings for Buddy Heald in a potential package with Kyle Kuzma, Montrezl Harrell, uh, and a pick for Buddy Heald, and I feel like that could have really been helpful for both sides. But instead, no, they kind of, you know, pivoted, um, went to Russell Westbrook, traded for him, um, and you know, that's that. the The Lakers can't shoot at all, but. You know, you got you added another all-star caliber player, future Hall of Famer, whatever you want to call it. So, the Lakers, man, aside from the problems that they do have, they're looking really, really good right now. And I feel like looking looking at this potential finals matchup between the Brooklyn Nets and the Los Angeles Lakers, it's I feel like that'd be a really, really fun finals to watch. So, yeah, that has been all for me. Um... For this week, there was a lot we covered. Um, there's still a lot of stuff to happen in free agency. We've seen a couple of trades already happen. Um, and we've seen a couple of pretty interesting signings, really. Um, so, yeah, I'll definitely keep you guys updated on that. I'll try to get an episode out as much as possible now. Um, and, yeah, thank you guys for listening. I will see you guys next week.